Well, welcome everyone to Screen Talk, our weekly movie podcast. I'm Eric Cohn, the executive editor and chief critic, joined as always by Ann Thompson, our editor at large, as well as a very special guest and a friend of the podcast coming back after a, a year, a very strange and unusual year. Thierry Fermo, the general director of the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, the timing couldn't be more perfect to have you on. We've been speculating about Cannes for weeks as if there was no real human being behind it. So to have a real human being really changes things. And I know you have some thoughts on this, but the, the human connection really makes a difference in this conversation, doesn't it? It really does. In fact, I was trying to make a connection with Eric yesterday and he had gone fishing. I did. Eric, <laughs> how are you doing? Is this your way to co co create some Zen in your life? I'm just trying to stay sane, right? I mean, Thierry, it's been a stressful couple of weeks. We can't just, you know, go neurotic about the movies all day long, right? What do you do, Thierry, to, to find a little respite from all the stress? Well, uh, um, I'm here in, in, in Lyon, in the Lumière Institute, in the, in the Lumière uh, Villa Castle. But usually, well, in, in the last three months, I was in, in my in my country house and uh, it was forbidden to ride bicycle and riding wow. bicycle is one of my favorite things in the world but uh, but it was forbidden because of the virus and so on so uh, no no i used to walk and to and and to and to work in the trees and in the garden and, and so on this is a you know uh, uh, the garden since the philosopher at, at the 16th century it's one of the best way to to distress, but I'm not a stress, a stress guy, so it's not where I'm. And the best way also to distress is to watch a film. <laughs> well, you kept watching. Uh, I know you did, and and you had to make a selection um, of films uh, despite everything. Um, what what kind of of resistance did you face as you were trying to come up with with this uh, new can that uh, you you had to a, a different kind of can a, a non-existent can but with films selected by can well first of all when we started the selection process we didn't know that we 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 were on the way to cancel can even if I don't like the word cancel. We didn't mention cancellations. Or it's another can. We didn't cancel can. Why? Because we felt, not that we felt, we, it's, it's in our mind that, that can is, a, <clears throat> is something uh, for everyone uh, involved in, the, in, in, in cinema, for the, for the artist, of course, for the producer, for the industry, for the press. And uh, even if we, we couldn't, join all together in Cannes on the Croisette uh, during 12 days, um, we, we experienced something different and we received film, films and we, we watched uh, every one of the selection committee uh, at home and uh, watching film every morning and on, on the television. And uh, it's, it's another way to work, but it was a way making this decision to deliver a selection to show uh, that we are alongside the artist and the industry, that the, the trademark can, could be useful for something different. And of course, uh, a lot of filmmakers, they wanted me, they wanted us to watch their, their film. 
they wanted an opinion about their film. They wanted to to submit a film uh, is the, in the uh, in the usual process that we have every year. And uh, and uh, me at my country house and uh, some other uh, uh, all the friends of the, of the selection committee, the also the correspondent in in Los Angeles. Uh, Didier Alouche, uh, Hilda Santiago in Brazil, and so on. We we exchanged a lot in a different way than usual, but but it was uh, it was something uh, very nice also to do that. Uh, of course, I spent my life by uh, on the telephone, and uh, they agreed. They were very enthusiastic uh, to the idea, whenever whatever selection or not, but uh, uh, with the idea that. Uh, that we have, and we delivered last week, the official selection of the year 2020 of the 73rd edition of Cannes. Maybe in 20 or 30 years, the young, young people in Cannes will say, well, let's organize and show the film. You remember that you're because, of course, you know your story, so your history, so Cannes was canceled in 1939 which was a good reason, the, uh, World War II, and was not finished in 68, another good reason. And I don't want to compare that virus with the war or with that, that student uh, uh, riots in Paris in 68, but, but it was something serious. So it was also a good reason to consider and not to be sad uh, that we, we couldn't go and have a weabes in Cannes, uh, but cinema stay and, and should stay the most important things in our, in our duty, in our mission, and it's what we have done in making this selection. But the other thing is we might not have to wait 30 years for people to show this selection because the idea, which you alluded to in the press conference, is that these films will travel. They may play, whether it's at San Sebastian or, or at Sundance, different kinds of places. But we've also heard some rumors about festivals that might not want to. At first, we thought maybe you were talking to Venice. Now, Venice is, seems like it, it doesn't want to show these films, and there were no Italian films. So what can you help us understand about the situation here and the way that a festival like that is reacting to this decision you've made? Yeah. Well, the first step, the first stage, was delivering that selection, giving a list of films. And for the first time, Time in three months, we in the world, and because of that selection, because of Cannes, we, 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 we start again to talk about cinema, about new films, about theaters, about future. And that was the first hope we had, uh, and it worked. Uh, it worked because uh, a lot of filmmakers all over the world have received wonderful emails. Uh, about the, the satisfaction to be selected, but more than that, the satisfaction that that can didn't give up and say goodbye, see you next year. No, mm -hmm. we are here. Then, what what we gonna do with these films? First, every film has its own strategy to be shown here and there. We are going to be uh, on their side um, with the digital strategy, politics, and so on that we are able to do. Uh, we will be physically pr present 
for some festivals or some screenings here and there. Of course, more in Europe, and we'll see when we will be able to travel overseas. But uh, we want to be really with the filmmakers. And some festival invited us uh, to be present. And I don't know, like, yeah, I, I want to mention them. Toronto, uh, Deauville in France, uh, or Angoulême, which is for French cinema, uh, Morelia in Mexico, uh, San Sebastian, of course, Busan, uh, a, a lot of film festival, uh, Rio, Rio de Janeiro, Mar del Plata, a lot of festival until some films which will go to Sundance. And then we have decided to sometimes to change the rules. For example, films from the official selection of Cannes this year will go, or maybe, but I guess that, yes, will go to the competition of San Sebastian, which usually is forbidden because of the rules of the international festivals. Um, in the same way, we picked up two films coming from Sundance, because, uh, which is not forbidden, but uh, I, I thought it was important also to make those two films we like alive again, uh, because Sundance was before the virus, was in January. And it was good for us to be connected with Sundance. And it's good that some of the new films we have can, will be also able to go to, to, to next Sundance. And uh, of course, part of our films uh, used to go to Toronto or to Telluride or to the, to the festival. With Venice and with my, my friend Alberto Barbera, we decided right away in March to do something together. Because at that time, we were not sure, but even in being sure uh, to have or not Cannes, at that time, it was almost sure that, uh, uh, that Venice uh, uh, will be able to play, but, uh, but uh, we, we didn't have any idea, and we are still talking, we'll see, because the emotion of March is not the same emotion, I don't know, in the States, but uh, the, 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 the friends who are um, listening to us, but must know that, for example, in France, we reopen, in Italy, it's, it's this, this uh, next week, uh, yeah. the reopening of cinemas in Spain, France is the week after, and life is coming back in its normal, uh, normal way. And uh, so the emotion of the virus is still around. And of course, we, we should have a word for those who suffer about that. And we had some friends uh, who died uh, in cinema, who died with, with that. And of course, we, we, we think of, of them. But, um, uh, but we also look to the future. And we'll see what will happen in Venice, in San Sebastian, in Toronto, how, what, what will be the form of, of, of those festivals this year. And, uh, and with Venice, uh, we'll see what we, uh, could be the opening night in making some statement about uh, how we believe still in cinema, in, in festivals and so on. But I guess that you mentioned uh, the fact that uh, my, my other friend, uh, Roberto Cicuto, who is the new president of the Biennale and of the Mostra, uh, the former producers, uh, producer, 
uh, who we know, of course, very well. He said, well, this is good, but we want Thierry to know, to say more what, what, what he wants. I don't know what I want. I, I think that it's important to show that we are united. Uh, what Tribeca did, uh, Jen Rosenthal and Bob De Niro, uh, we are one, it's the idea, we are one. And we, we are one uh, on, on, on behalf and to serve cinema. And, uh, and of course, in Lyon, for example, in the Lumière Festival, uh, which you know, uh, you, Eric, but not Anne, because she didn't. I'm trying. <laughs> You've been kind to invite me. <laughs> um, but, uh, but of course, in Lyon, we will uh, do some premieres, some previews, some stuff. Uh, it's, it's a film festival about history and legacy. But of course, we will do more for contemporary cinema in order to help uh, and to make and to put, and it's what we have done, to put some names, some titles on the map for this year. And for example, I don't know exactly, but I know that uh, for the Academy Night in February, nothing is really sure, but I can tell you, and it's in our selection, it's not a favor I wanted to do for French cinema. It's because we have seen a lot of good French films. And I know that we will have our own uh, César night in February because, uh, but it's important to tell it now to the press, to the, to the, to the uh, exhibitors that, yeah, we are all back. We are all back and I can't wait to read you again about what you think about new films. So uh, we'll see what will happen for the next virus. But so, in between, we want to live again. So there are um, a, a number, of course, Cannes is all about auteurs, and there are a number of auteurs missing uh, from your lineup. And we're all wondering, are they going to Venice? Are they going to be in Cannes 2021? The Verhoeven, the Carax, uh, the, the Moretti. Uh, you know, where are these films going to wind up? And, and what kind of conversations did you have with the filmmakers about making that decision to go forward or to wait? You know, the, the bizarre thing is that the discussion we had like three weeks ago are not the same now. Mm. Because really, three, yeah, three weeks ago, um, the situation was not, the, it was still like in April. Now, I think beginning of June, we are more like what, what will be the situation in July or September. So to give you an answer, uh, uh, precise, Paul Verhoeven decided, him and Said Ben Saim, his producer, and it's public, to go uh, to go to Cannes 2021. Uh, because they didn't want, they was not sure about the release on the fall. So they say, once you go over Christmas, you are beginning of the year, okay, it's four months to wait uh, for Cannes, five months. So they decided to, to wait. Um, uh, Leo's Carax, the film is not finished. So I'm not sure the film will be ready on time for Venice, for example. And uh, uh, Moretti, uh, as you know, the film was already selected in competition when we stopped the uh, selection process. So uh, I can perfectly understand that uh, if him and his producers, they, 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 they want or they, they have to go to Venice, it's something I can perfectly understand. 
or maybe waiting one year more because Nani is, of course, a friend of Khan. He was president of the jury. He's a former Palme d'Or. And it was, a, it was a celebration to have him this year. And especially after now, after the death of Michel Piccoli, as uh, the last time Michel Piccoli came to Cannes was with <laughs> Abemus Papam. But, um, but we'll see what, what uh, he will choose. And uh, I don't want to mention a lot of uh, filmmakers, but we, in a way, uh, we are waiting for a lot, a lot of them next year. But for some producer, it's hard to wait because uh, it costs money to wait because they needed to, to, to have the box office, they needed to have the sales and so on. So, uh, so it's not, uh, but I can already tell you that uh, we are working for Cannes 2020 and in the same time for Cannes 2021. Hmm. That's a fascinating programming question too. But the thing that uh, I think a lot of us were wondering, not just in terms of you know, where those films are going to go or where, where are some of the films that might be opening now that we would expect to be in the lineup. Specifically, I'm thinking about the Spike Lee film, which happens to be opening on or coming to Netflix this week. You know, he was going to be the president of your jury and we, we yeah. thought it was going to be like an out of competition thing, that this was going to be Netflix's dramatic return to the official selection. So, uh, what was the situation there and, and why wasn't it in the official uh, selection that you put out? Um, I couldn't hear you very well, but uh, I, I tried to, to give you for what I got. Um, yeah, first of all, um, Spike uh, was the president of uh, the jury this year. And the second thing, of course, I want to express my solidarity to what happened in uh, in, in the murder of Jerry Freud. Uh, we are not, of course, we, we, we are not, uh, it's not the tradition to mention that officially for Cannes, but uh, from my personal point of view, it's also the same point of view of the president, Pierre Lescure, but we want, and the people of France want to express uh, uh, the solidarity to, to, to go against racism and against all these, these uh, which happen everywhere, by the way, not only in the States. And we also want to, to, to express solidarity with the good cops and we are cinephile and we know that we have also good cops in the world. But, uh, uh, but uh, Spike, Spike, it was, they, we, we had two things with him. We, he was supposed to be president of the jury and we had his film. Uh, and the film it was a, is a Netflix film. It's a film I, I like a lot. Did you see it? Very yeah. good. We both like Very it. powerful. Yeah, yeah. Delroy, yeah. Linda. Linda. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Hal yeah. Ashby with the treasure of Sierra Madre or something. And like Apocalypse that. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and I love the pitch of the film and uh, the idea of, you know what Mohamed Ali used to say? He said when he, he refused to serve on the army uh, uh, for the Vietnam War in 67, he said the Viet Congs are Asian Afro-American. Nice. And it, it, was, it was very funny. And it's also the spirit of the film. The idea of having veteran, veterans coming, going back there because they have the last things to do. It's a wonderful pitch. And so I saw the movie very early. I saw the movie, I don't know, like in February. And uh, with Ted Sarandos and Scott Stubber, we 
we we decided to show the film in Cannes. So it would have been the big Netflix comeback on the exactly. red carpet out of competition in a special special screening, of course. But uh, it it was also a, a way to show that we are we are we are not against each other. We are always talking, and 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 also want to say how uh, how fascinating is the work of of uh, of Netflix with filmmakers. But you know what? One of the lessons of the confinement in, in confinement uh, is the word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of the confinement is that first. Uh, People in France, especially in France, they watch a lot of movies. They, lot, they, they watched a lot of classic movies at home, series, of course, but classic films. And they wanted to share and to experience the mythology of cinema. So if for the next virus in 25 years, we want to still have that mythology, we have, we have to work on that now. And if Netflix wants to, Spike Lee, uh, Maurice Scorsese, Alfonso Cuaron, and all the filmmakers they work with, uh, uh, in 30 years, uh, we need still to. So I think that the Spike Lee movie could be a really strong Oscar contender. And there was something about the way you spoke about the Oscars at your press conference. I know the Board of Governors is meeting on Thursday, but to see if there's a new date. But it, it, do you think the Oscars are going to happen? Do, do you actually believe that they will happen this year? We, well, I'm not uh, the, in the best position to, 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 to give an You're, opinion. You've got your sources. Something about <laughs> the Academy, yeah. No, I, I can't say that we have seen a lot of American films. So, when I mention the number, uh, the amount of uh, French films, uh, of course, uh, uh, we know that the French season is strong and dense right. and, and so on. Uh, we, we didn't see a lot. We have, of course, we, we had and we still have Wes Anderson, uh, Pete Doctor, and uh, Ken Powers, but uh, um, we could have, we were talking about the possibility to have a Top Gun, uh, it was impossible for us to have uh, the Chris Nolan film because it was not ready at all in May. And as we are talking, I'm not sure it's, it's already ready. I, I think uh, Chris Nolan is still working on that. You know, by the way, the story, I don't know if it, uh, we will have to ask uh, Chris Nolan, but he was, he came to Cannes uh, to talk about Stanley Kubrick with Warner People. Uh, three years ago, yeah. and he, he gave a masterclass. And at night, he came and he watched the Spike Lee film. He watched the uh, what was the title of the film we had uh, with Spike in competition uh, three years ago. Black and, Black Clansman. Uh, it was uh, Black Clansman. Yes, sorry. And uh, in Black Clansman, you have Denzel Washington, son, the actor who is now the actor of Tenet, mm. the so star. <laughs> The star. So maybe it was, yeah, because uh, for what I know, for what he told me, but Christopher Nolan was very happy with that screening. And it was, remember, a wonderful night with Spike, with his actors, and so on. So maybe he picked up the actor. I don't know if he had the idea before, but for sure that night, of course, it was the confirmation that uh, Washington uh, was a great actor. 
And I saw you at, at the Cannes, uh, you know, at the, at the Oscars uh, cheering on Parasite. We were all there. That was yeah. an extraordinary night. And we can't help but wonder what film would have been the Parasite of, of this year. That's, that's the problem. That's what we're missing, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, it's also an interesting question. For example, in France, well, last year was extraordinary in terms of quality of films, in terms of box office, in terms of everything. That's why I, I'm laughing when I read about the death of cinema. Uh, every time that uh, a platform is doing this or that, uh, part of the press right away says, cinema is dying. No, we don't say that uh, platforms are dying because Avengers became the most uh, important uh, box office uh, film in the history of cinema. So, but since the Lumiere brother it's, it's the coutume, it's the habit to, the tradition to announce the death of cinema. But uh, it was an extraordinary year last year. It was not about to be a good year this year. And in France, for example, mid-March, we were less than 20% of the box office of the year before, of last year. So in a way, it, of course, it's a big crisis and we have to think about all the exhibitors who have such uh, tough uh, economic difficulties now. And part of them, they don't know how to finish the year. They don't know how to reopen the theater. It's really, really a big crisis. But, uh, but the, the crisis in terms of films or in terms of started at the beginning of the year, uh, it was not a good year. And it was not supposed to be also on paper, uh, on the list of, for example, Cannes, was not supposed to be a great can year. Uh, but when, we, when you watch the list we delivered and the filmmakers you mentioned, and uh, who was supposed to be ready this year in addition of what we have, finally, it's not so bad. So I think that uh, the deception is also that with the disappointment is that maybe we would have had a, a, a wonderful can this year in terms of, of mm -hmm. quality. Uh, I guess next year, as we will have the production of one year and the year before, uh, I, I hope that we will have, because <clears throat> we need and we should make a, a big and great can next year, but because it will be the big, the big, you know, the big community comeback. Hey, Kiri, you have close to 60 films in this lineup. It's a lot to dig through, and we've talked about the big ones, but is there anything from a discovery standpoint that you can single out here, the films that really, you know, if Khan hadn't selected, then we might never hear about them at all? By the way, every year, the official selection is around 60 films. So we, are, we, we wanted to have the same amount of films. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't want to, to, to make a list with competition, certain regards, opening night film, closing night film, because it was ridiculous to do, to proceed like that. And the other thing is that as it was not can with you, critics uh, in the room uh, saying yes or no. Uh, we, so this allowed us to, to pay attention to and to take some risk maybe in the list. So maybe in the list, I don't want to mention the titles, but maybe we have films we never uh, imagined we can select that in a normal can, but it was uh, the opportunity to put their names and to, uh, of the filmmakers 
and, 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 and to have them with us in the official selection. Because also this selection is made for a comeback in theaters. This selection is made for the future. And that's why we have a lot of first film. And uh, the, the, the first time director is something very important uh, for the future, of course, but, uh, but we wanted to pay special attention to that this year. And when you mentioned big name, for example, we know that, that the, uh, Tenet will be, the Crystal film will be one of the big films uh, all over the world. And it's wonderful how Chris Nolan and Warner are acting in, 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 in being convicted that, that uh, okay, let's, let's go to theater. And in you France, it's it François Ozon. François Ozon. If yeah. I do, yeah. And, uh, and, and it's good because uh, it's the sign for the audience, for the press, for, uh, that things are, 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 are coming back. Uh, no, what, uh, it's hard for me to mention a title and not the other one, but on the list, I can say to those who are listening to us that uh, they, they, we, we published uh, five lines uh, on every film uh, yesterday. Um, we have some documentaries, we have some, uh, some animation, uh, and as we are uh, in, uh, uh, from, from France to United States, <coughs> we have four, um, four nationalities in, in the four uh, animation films, or four, uh, yes, yes, four. And, uh, and of course, um, I opened the list with Wes Anderson, uh, Searchlight, and I closed the list with Saul, the Pig Doctor, uh, Disney Pixar. So Disney is at the top and Disney is at the bottom of the list at the beginning at the end. So the, the ugly Disney, the big Disney, well, they are in Cannes. They are in Cannes because they still produce very good films. Um, for the rest, we also pay attention to comedies. You know that comedy is also the, what we say in France, parents, the poor parents uh, in, in the official selection. Because sometimes we are quite afraid to present comedies in the selection because uh, comedy is hard to make auteur and comedy. I mean, the, you don't know the new uh, Billy Wilder, for example. And, uh, uh, but, but we have some comedies, French comedies, a mainstream film. We'll see what will happen for that. And uh, have a look to, to the, what we have called uh, uh, the newcomers. Uh, and, and for, um, I'm watching to the list, but for, let's say, about uh, English or American uh, cinema, but uh, I can tell you that Limbo, directed by Ben Sharrock, is a very good, very good surprise. And Pleasure, uh, it's a film directed by a Swedish uh, female director, but uh, shot in the States. It's also something, it's a first time director, it's also something uh, very, very impressive. The Francis Lee film, Ammonite, I know you loved last year, Portrait d'une jeune fille en feu, yeah, yeah. Céline Sciamma film. It's a kind of uh, same mood about, uh, uh, in the history about somebody, which I learned that was famous at the time, an archeological uh, woman. And it's with Kess Winslet and it's, it's uh, it's a very good. Um, how good no, is she, have, uh, Terry? Tell us how good Kate Winslet is in this movie. Kate Winslet, you know, uh, in the film, she is. Um, 
She's beautiful but because she is not beautiful. I mean, Kate Winslet is a beautiful movie star and of course we know her for many, many years. And like you and me, of course, she's not as young as she used to be. And she looks like, you know, uh, Simone Signoret, when Simone Signoret decided, you know what, I'm 40, I'm 50. I want to play part of women of my age. And uh, you don't, at the beginning, you don't recognize Kate Winslet as she is the character of that woman with that obsession of finding ammonite on the beach. And of course, she is in the film, the great actress she is, uh, we know. And uh, no, no, she, she is great. You, you mentioned uh, Academy uh, nomination. I could say that uh, I'm not a voter, so I don't know, but uh, I could say that uh, it's, a, it's a very good part. And it's so good uh, to have her working with Francis Lee and to have Francis Lee making that kind of film and her uh, doing her job of being an actress, being a comedian. And uh, that, is, uh, that is wonderful. So um, I know we have some que a few questions from people who are here we want to get to, but if we don't ask this one question, I think uh, people will, will rake us over the coals for it. And that's the number of women in the, in the festival. We've talked about it many times before. Um, and you've said, you know, you cited last year when we, had, we brought this up that uh, Agnes Varda said she would never want to be selected just because of, you know, being a woman. So I wanted to remember that, that part of it so we don't, we don't go, go over that point again. Yeah. But um, can you tell us a little bit more about how much the outreach efforts for Ken have evolved on this front? You know, the effort to find a new generation of women directors and, and what kind of progress you're seeing there? Yeah, first of all, uh, thank you to mention. And yes, uh, uh, because of the souvenir we have uh, of her, but also because she used to say that she was alone in the 50s and in right. the 60s. Barbara Loden, some others, but, uh, but more and more. And when we have been, we have been asked uh, first 10 years ago about the presence and the number of female directors, I said at that time, let's wait. They are coming, they are coming, they are coming, they are coming. And more and more, we have uh, a more female director. And, uh, and the, uh, I mentioned in a, in a text I wrote, more female directors that we have, found, uh, we have finally because we lost three of them. And uh, at one moment in the, in, the, in the selection process, we were like what would have been a certain regard. So the young cinema, we were almost 50-50. We still have like, 25%, around 25% of female uh, directors submitted uh, in the selection process, which is um, much important, more important than in, on the planet Earth, it said the UNESCO said that it's around 10%, less than 10%. So we have more women uh, uh, submitting a film than uh, for Cannes than in the rest of the world. Really hope that in the coming years we say when that uh, uh, more and more we will have a parity, a parity of that, and uh, uh, sharing <clears throat> half of the seats of the official selection uh, for uh, female directors. So we are waiting for that. 
So we have um, a couple questions here I want to make sure to bring into the conversation. This comes from a good friend of ours and, and out, outgoing Sundance programmer. He just announced that he was finishing up his run, David Courier. Hi, David. And he, he says, thanks for mentioning the two films you've included from Sundance. We're very proud of them. For these films with the Cannes labels playing at other festivals, how would you describe the meaning of the Cannes label as it relates to the world premiere status for the host festival showing the film? Yeah, I, 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 um, I think that, that that label is a label, but first the group of film is the official selection. Uh, and then usually, of course, we made the press conference mid-April and, uh, and you, don't have seen the movie, and one month later, you have seen them, and we are in holidays, first uh, of June. Now it's the opposite. We start to work for the film, not in 12 days in Cannes, but in, uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, all over the world uh, uh, from uh, June to February next year, uh, because a lot of films are uh, will come out in January or February. But uh, we are working on that. We also, and it's important to mention, especially for, for, for your, your magazine, uh, that we do a market online. Uh, the Cannes Film Market will be online uh, on the week of June 22nd. And that is very important because part of the films we have, and a lot of them, they don't have distributors even in France, so it will be good for them that they are in the list, they can be sold uh, uh, on this market. And then we will, uh, as I mentioned, I will do some stuff in Lyon, we will do some stuff in Deauville uh, for France, uh, we will do some stuff in Rome, uh, etc. And, and so the can presence and the can support, and also with a digital uh, uh, strategy with our website and uh, social medias and so on, uh, we will do a lot of things to, 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 to say, to tell the interest of those uh, films. And uh, more than that, that again, and even if I could have said that uh, strongly one month ago, now it's obvious, but we, we wanted to participate, we want to participate to contribute to the reopening of the theater. We want to contribute to, to the discussion about cinema. We, we didn't want to disappear. We want to be uh, on the side of, uh, of the author and of the film. I, I was talking recently by email with Wes Anderson. Uh, the Wes Anderson will come out October 14. Uh, and, uh, and, and so, of course, we are ready to be with him. So, and the same for, and we will announce uh, next week the short film competition mm. and the Cine Foundation competition. So, and the Cannes Classic uh, selection. So, mm. again, uh, we don't have the, the celebration on the croisette, uh, but uh, we'll have, the, we'll have the, the something different. So why not have a jury? Why not have the competition for the main competition in Cannes? Because maybe we will ask Spike Lee to come back next year. Ah, that's why. <laughs> but it would have helped oh, them was, to have no, a winner no. or a palm d'or. <laughs> no, no, it was difficult to, to make a competition. First of all, it was a kind of, not kind of a decent strategy 
uh, we were inside the illness, the virus, the, uh, the world, the pandemia, it was hard for us to think about having film, uh, having a competition. I don't know, it was a, uh, and the jury was not finished. Uh, when we, you know, we, we, ah. are, we always work closely to, mm. so the jury was not finished in March when we stopped everything. Mm. And, uh, and also because uh, Cannes is a collective celebration, uh, you know, and Cannes, uh, we, we need to be together. And even the jury, uh, you know, in Cannes, there is no special screening for the jury. The jury, no. uh, they get a special uh, row, though. <laughs> no, the jury screening, uh, yeah. the, the, the jury set against me, but I like to have the critics among the audience, the, the audience among the critics, and so on. So the jury, the same. And you know, uh, I, uh, I'm very happy to, to see you today, and you know, to uh, life by internet is not the ideal situation, so clearly. Uh, Having a jury, the jury receiving the film at all, and saying no, yeah, he must you must compete, must must, must yeah. uh, argue, and yeah. uh, so we don't have. But I'm sure that at the end of the year, you first will say, well, now here is how palmarès, here is our awards list of what can uh, uh, of the of the can section, which which yeah. is good for me. I would be very interested in your, in your opinion. We're going to argue about them. Don't worry about that. <laughs> One of my favorite things is hearing about what all the jury arguments were in years past. I live for those discussions. <laughs> oh, Thierry, uh, I, I want to squeeze in just two more questions from our audience, if I may. One comes from uh, someone named Abubakar Sanogo. Uh, he's an African film scholar, and he's, he's asking, what is the status of African film in the selection? Is there any particular effort to increase that presence at Cannes? Well, uh, yeah, uh, we have more and more African cinema. And you know, inside the African cinema, which could be West or East and South and North, uh, we have we have a Young, which is almost first time, but it's a second film, uh, Egyptian female director. But because among this new generation of the African uh, filmmakers, we have a lot of female directors. And we had, we have that Egyptian film. Uh, we had some other and one uh, coming from, from Middle Africa, but it's one of the film uh, w which has decided to postpone and to, mm. and to wait for Cannes 2021. So, mm. uh, so I hope that we will uh, be together again next year. But uh, it's a good question because, uh, because first of all, um, of course, I'm, I'm, I used to live with my parents in, in Africa and uh, it's something very close to me and, uh, and African cinema, you know that, um, uh, that, that uh, who wanted to do that? Abderrahman Sisako, he wanted to do years ago, I don't know, I think it's a good project to do a, a silent film. I want mm -hmm. to make, because we don't have silent African uh, films. Hmm. At that time, nobody was doing films in, in Africa. And he said, I want to do the first African silent film uh, wow. in black and white. Silent. I think it's a good idea. Uh, and I don't know what he's doing. Abderrahman, we wait for him because, uh, because his last film was years, years, years ago. But, uh, uh, but no, no, we have, uh, uh, we have seen very good work coming from Africa.
So I think this is probably a good question to end on. It comes from a, a student named Monica who says that she's an aspiring programmer. And she's wondering if you think the film festival culture will permanently evolve to some sort of combination of digital and in-person. And I think this is very relevant to what you do also in Lyon because you study the history of film and the different ways in which it's been viewed and produced over the years. So what do you think the future looks like? Well, um, you know, these two months, and especially in France, because we were really at home, of course, uh, change, change a lot. We'll see what we will discover, but uh, uh, of course people uh, want to go back to the restaurant and want to have a normal life. Like, But festivals, the word festival, we have feast. So the, 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 the ontologic meaning of, of festival is being together. Uh, from the Middle Age, uh, they, they used to do in Italy everywhere festival. And we, we need to have, you need to have people around you, but uh, but uh, um, in the other hand, for some festivals, for some not for Cannes, for some festival and for some market, uh, for sure things will change in the in the future. But you know, also uh, for some um, uh, for for some habits we used to have. For example, I refuse. I used to do that. Uh, taking a plane to watch one film, going to the States and watch one film, not at the last minute, but in February. And this year I refused to do that. I said, no, no, send the film by internet and we'll have that big screening in our screening room. But I don't want to do that anymore because I'm, I am a man of my times and now it's ridiculous to take a plane or even to take a car or a train <clears throat> for nothing. So that will change too. I think because Cannes is the most important film festival in the world, I think that uh, it will be the place to be. But maybe we'll see, not in the fall, because of course it, the situation will be still fragile, but uh, we'll see in the future uh, if uh, going here and there will be still our way of life. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think that, uh, uh, that of course, global warming, environment uh, stuff, is now really strong and present and we have to take care of that. Yeah. I've heard this sentiment from a number of people, and, filmmakers too. And by the way, yeah, exactly. And, and part of things we were about to announce was the, the green dimension, the new green dimension of Cannes. Because the same Cannes is a big, big, big mess with a lot of people, with a lot of plane, with a lot of private jet, with a lot of, and we need to pay attention to that and to pay our carbon uh, 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 taxes, you know, for that. And, and more than that, the, 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 well, what, what, yes, what you do, also what my friend of the HFPA are doing, even if sometimes the food is bad, the food, the food is healthy and, uh, and, and, uh, and um, so I, I think it's very good to be all together. Of course, we are movie buffs, we are cinephiles, we are specialists, we are the best. But we are also women and men on this planet. And where we are, we have to, to show something, we have to pay efforts, we have to, to change things because, uh, because uh, uh, an unfinished uh, dream in a finished planet is not possible. So. 
we have we have to pay attention well, to said, the future. Sir. Well, now I know why you ride your bicycle everywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very good example for that. You and Tom Bernard <laughs> at Cannes. All right. Thank this you so much. This was so much fun. Thanks, thanks for being here. It was a pleasure we'll to see you. see you somewhere in person at some point in the future. Maybe the Oscars. <laughs> if you fly. Bye-bye. Yeah. Stay safe, Terry. Bye. Bye.